You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. The Score North Winter Online Auction. It's your chance to save up to 70% off on items. Like a gas furnace or water heater from Air Mechanical. Stealth trailer from Pleasureland RV. A five-night all-inclusive golf vacation to the Dominican Republic from Escape With Us Vacations. Or an ultimate yard maintenance package from Tri-State Bobcat. Bidding begins December 9th through the 15th. Go to scorenorth.com keyword auction to bid, win, and save. That's scorenorth.com keyword auction. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. Indeed it is Judd's Hockey Show, which means it's a Judd and Declan. I'm at the X. Declan is at home producing things and, of course, of course co-hosting as he always does. And we are coming to you after a 2-1 to Wild win, which I think might be the best game from the Wild that I've seen this season. Um, it was about as complete game as this team can possibly play. The last two games have been spectacular. On one hand, I'm very encouraged by seeing it. On the other, I'm curious sometimes where this type of performance is. Um, on a consistent basis, but uh, the Wild 2-1, to one, yes, on a night where there were several low-scoring games, I think there were six games total in the National Hockey League, a 2-1 to one score against an Oilers team that, of course, beat the Wild on uh, Friday in Edmonton. The Wild beat them a couple weeks ago here, um, and defensively, from Fleury on out, this team I thought was spectacular, Dex. Um, the, the Sammy Walker edition continues to pay off that line, looks great and so i mean there's a lot of directions to go here mm-hmm. uh, but on on a night when um goudreau and boldy who obviously are with walker on the same line uh both score goals i really think the starting point is the fact that this is the type of complete effort that i think that we need to see more of i thought brodeen was fantastic spurgeon the, the defense played really well spurgeon. there was a lot to like tonight about how this game played out for the Wild. Yeah, let's let's start with that line. The Sammy Walker, Frederick Goudreau, Matt Boldy line. Judd, that line um, was phenomenal. Eye test-wise, you can see it. And if you're wondering, analytically, it was also incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. Five on five, Corsi four percentage of basically 90%. Um, that's absurd. They were literally generating a ton of chances. Uh, when Walker was on the ice, he only allowed one shot attempt. When he was on the ice, his line mates were creating 13 an absolute domination um, of that. And, you know, we were kind of wondering yesterday when we pontificated after the weekend's games is, Hey, Sammy Walker looked good, but you know, is, was that just a one game flash in the pan? Is this kind of the guy can maybe spark Matt Boldy and Boldy again, I thought had a really strong game, just a really noticeably really, really good game again after a weekend of games where he looked really well uh, or played very strong and looked really well. So yeah, Sammy Walker might be what, that line needs to get going. You know, you've been the one calling for that Matt Boldy needs help. And I, I don't disagree with you. In fact, I think a lot of wild fans who uh, listen to this podcast and watch this show would agree with that statement. Sammy Walker might be the little missing ingredient that that line needed to get over the hump. What I love about his game. And you know, th- this is a guy who I thought his last couple of years, especially his last year with the golfers underachieved. And I, I think we talked about that uh, a couple of nights ago on our last 
JHS. But you know what he brings? He brings skill and speed and savvy. He is not. He does not play like a kid who's playing his second game in this league. He looks totally comfortable. I mean, he dangled the night with the puck against the Oilers. Who does right. that? Um, Goudreau in close. So Goudreau does have skills as far as his ability to um, score goals from a stick handling standpoint at times. Okay, but he doesn't have the overall speed and skill set. But Dex, you know what? Bill Guerin's talked about this. We have as well. This team's whole philosophy is can we find two wingers that can play off each other well? Because this isn't the old school days of hockey where the center basically manned, you know, the center of the ice and the wingers did their thing and had to be set up, had to have plays facilitated towards them. You know, the whole premise is can we find a center who's reliable enough defensively that allows the wingers to create offense? And with Fialagon, until now, you know, Boldy has looked like he's on an island as far as having that skilled, fast playmaker with him. Sammy Walker has been two games in now, and, like, he's not – it's not fluky. He has been the difference in in bringing out a level of Boldy, which, when it's tracking right, can be a star player. Now, I would argue for much of this year we have not seen that because Boldy didn't have – a teammate or a guy to play off of, but Walker's got speed. He's got skill and he's got confidence that, and he doesn't have confidence of a fourth line guy. Like he's playing like a legitimate second line guy. I am just, I am blown away because I did not expect this. And so far it has been a very welcome addition to this roster. You know, we've talked about the idea. Yes. Of wingers kind of playing more than just what their position is. You know, they're not just going to be, a winger there's guys that are playing being playmakers and centers and to be honest if Sammy Walker is kind of this offensive driving force not to Kevin Fiala's degree where he was you know game breaking and scoring goals night and night out but is an offensive driving force to Matt Boldy who clearly can have the ability to be a game breaker well then I like a guy like Frederick Goudreau in the middle you know we, we've even thought about the idea should should Boldy maybe should he play center well he has the ability to do it, but I actually feel a lot better about this line if Sammy Walker is kind of a, kind of awakening things up, if you will, with Matt Boldy. And then I'm cool with me. I'm cool with Goudreau in the middle. I think actually I'd prefer that a uh, guy mm-hmm. who's kind of a stay-at-home, steady guy that yeah is better than maybe we didn't give him credit for from from when he first signed here two summers ago, and we were kind of confused of is this guy going to make who the hell is Frederick Goudreau? He plays Dean's guy. games. He's Dean's son, but he's he's Dean he's Dean Junior essentially. And actually, I I really like his game between those two. And man, if if Sammy Walker finds the offense that he had when he was a Mister Hockey winner at Edina, and yeah, I I would you can call it an underachiever at at the U of M. I think that's fair. Um, it, that's not to poo poo him. It's just he he definitely, in my opinion, underachieved. Uh, but but here he has an opportunity. I don't really care what happened at the U of M. He, I, he he has an opportunity here to make this wild team and make Matt Boldy better. And I don't really the, the, the underachieving that maybe at, at, that took place with the Gophers doesn't bother me. In fact, it, it's a new opportunity for him here now to to make the wild better. So I. I asked around about that, though, because he'd been a really good player and his play sort of descended and now he looks great. And I said, OK, why? Um, it sounds like he was never a big proponent himself of being moved to center in college, which he was, mm-hmm. which has, of course, to go back to what we were just talking about, you in particular, Dex, has a lot more defensive responsibility. Walker likes to play the wing because he likes to do exactly what he's able 
to do now. So it sounds like this is just a good fit. But I mean, I have been looking for somebody or something uh, to pair with Boldy who can get him going. And this looks like it's it. Like he is playing now with a confidence again um, that we, I think it's fair to say, saw Wayne. It didn't make him a bad player. But I mean, he definitely wasn't maximizing. And I and and I mean, what we saw tonight, and I love this, is now we're to a point where all four lines are going pretty well. Um, jury's still out, in my opinion, on Steele. Like some people like him. I, he, he's a guy there. Kaprizov and Zuccarello, though, are together absolutely magnificent at times. Um, but now I really feel like the depth of the lines works more. Uh, and and the Goudreau Boldy fill in the blank on the wing to me was a big problem because what's weird about it is this team has a third line in Eck, Felino, and Greenway, which really is a second line as far as how much they play, um, and they do their job and they are fantastic. But I wanted that other line to generate some more, and now that that's there, and I actually now like the fourth line too. So I, I feel if this is a puzzle, the line combinations now have far more have far more uh, sustainability and that just putting Walker on the wing of that second line to me takes everything up a notch. Yeah, it, it makes everything better. I want to highlight too a comment from our guy Zeke who comments that Walker will go back to Iowa when Hartman and Duhame are back. And then that was per actually Michael Russo, who I believe tweeted that out or said that tonight as well. Sammy Walker's forced into their hand here. And this yeah, is these are great problems to have. Great yeah. problems to have. Um, I, 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 I would actually be surprised if it happens. I mean, if you're Dean Evison and the coaching staff and also Bill Guarantee from ownership down, I don't know how you can send him back tonight. Whether And that's great that Hartman's playing again. You know, we talked about Hartman coming back to practice last week that yeah, he'll make you better. He makes you a depth better. And Brandon Duhame, I think, is a great uh, role player when, when he's playing as well. But yep. I don't think you can send this kid back right now, Judd. Uh, I, I would be... No, I would be surprised at this point that 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 he would go back to Iowa. I think you have to keep him here, and rightfully so. Make it game by game basis. By the way, you know. And then, what's the message too? Right. Like if you send if you send this kid back, um, now now provided he continues to play like he's playing, so th- this is all contingent on that. Uh, but at some point in time, Dex, you got to empower the kids, basically, right? Like on on. Friday night against the Oilers, you you keep, you know, Goligoski, who's an old player, in against the quick Oilers to, to sort of get a message across to Kalen Anderson. Like, at some point in time, you've got to take the kids and say, you know what, you deserve this. Um, two thoughts on, on this, though. One is somebody's going to get hurt. Like it always happens. Yeah, unfortunately. So, yeah. so a, an opportunity for for Hartman will almost certainly open back up because just like he got hurt, somebody's going to get hurt. On Duhame, I think you can plug him back in on the fourth line against fast teams and, and sit Reeves. Um, Ryan Reeves in a game like tonight, and he had a couple chances, and, and he's a that. far smarter player than I thought. Like I yeah. like his positioning, um, but in a game like this, you're not going to have a lot of pushback if Reeves doesn't play. So I think Duhame actually slots back in if Walker continues to play like this. Duhame goes back in on the fourth line against fast teams, and you can scratch both those guys at times, Reeves and yeah, you can. Duhame. Hartman's go, Hartman's going to get plugged back in. I, the only thing I'm curious is would they give Hartman another chance, although he was demoted before he got hurt, first to go back on the first line. They might. And fool with Steele's playing time, which, again, I would not object to. 
because when it comes to that line, they are only concerned about one thing. The center is defensively responsible. Yeah. That's not a high priority. It, this sounds super weird. The first line center on this team is not a high priority position as far as being a glitzy player. Yeah. That wouldn't shock me either if they gave him a chance there. And, and Steele's looked, he's looked good. He's been, he's been fine there. I should say he's been fine. Steele's been fine. Um, they're not asking that. They're not asking that position to play up to a certain degree that, that the expectations are too far from them to ask. And I think he's been fine. I would still not be shocked though, that if Ryan Hartman does indeed come back here after practicing and is now cleared and is ready for, for some game action mm-hmm. that they go back to that line. Um, it would, I mean, look, they put Eckfolino and Greenway back together at, at one point this year after that being it, it's bread and butter all season last year. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if that happened. And I, I thought that line in Kirill and Mats and Sam Steele was, was fine. And I don't know they didn't score a goal, but they had chances. Um, they they were they were fine tonight. Wouldn't be shocked though if when Ryan Hartman is cleared for game action that he slides right back between the two. And if that means do you, do you scratch Steele? Do you just move him down the lineup? It, it again. You go to a wing. Yeah, kind of good problem. He can to play have. a wing. Yes, I, I mean I am convinced. That, that you are going to have a guy get, get hurt. So, you know, uh, un- unfortunately for his sake, Greenway has struggled to stay on the ice. So you will have someone get, get hurt to open up a space for Hartman or Steele. But I think we all agree you can't just demote Walker with the way. I'm, I mean, I took notes. I took three pages of notes. Sammy Walker's name is all over my notes. There's a beast. Um, yeah, he, he made a play behind the net that didn't result in a goal, but it was a skill play. I had no idea this guy had skills. And and look, I saw him play in college where you definitely knew that, but you know, Dex, there's a long way from yeah. imp- impressing against um St. Cloud State or or Michigan State yeah. and doing it here. I had no idea his game translated like it has so far. And I don't think that you can unless he goes backwards. I don't think that you can now say, well, thanks a lot, kid. Uh, Brandon Duhame's back. Yeah, I, I saw his uh, high school run when I was covering that state tournament for the Minnesota Hockey Magazine, which also you can find some Judd Zolgad writing piece as well. Yeah, uh, Minnesota Hockey Magazine with our, with our guys, Brian Halverson and whatnot. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I covered that state tournament, and he was a beast there. Um, and went to the U, I had a pretty high hopes, too. And and I, I even talked to a lot of people that covered that team and said, he's good, but there's he, it's not as advertised. Um, and I think he fits really well, though, on this wild team. I mean, it's two-game sample size, but I think he just fits really well, and we've been waiting to see, as as I I asked you this question on yesterday's episode, on Sunday's episode, was how good can the wild be? I still don't know. I still don't know how good the wild can be, and lately they've been playing better hockey for sure, just in the wins and loss column. That's that's a fact, but how good can they be? When you beat an Oilers team like this, and I know it's 2-1, to it's not the sexiest game, right? It's not the flashiest, but it's games. more impressive. I yes, one I goal. Take, I take more stock in tonight's win than I probably have in any other win this season. When when yeah, you asked the, when you asked the question, was this the mo-, or even said the statement, even this yeah. might be the most impressive win all season for the Wild. It probably it probably is. It probably is the most impressive win of the season for the Wild this year. Yeah, I, like, I mean, did everyone on this team have a perfect game? No, but did they play as well as they possibly can as a team? I think yes. I think they did. So, yeah, this was, I mean, two to one against a high-flying team in a season in, in which we are back to seeing a ton of goals. Two to one is super impressive. La- last thing on it, I mean, this is how you win a playoff game. 
I mean, oh, the, 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 uh, you, you'll probably see more shots. I think Fleur only had like 20, and he was brilliant in that last 60 seconds there. He literally, he saved the Wild from getting two points um, or, or, or helped the Wild really lock in the two points, I should say. But this is how you win a playoff game like this. You know, you can win a 2-1 playoff game like this. And these, these are kind of the more difference makers than winning a 6-4 to four, six to four up and down the ice, numerous power play goals and odd man rushes. These are the kind of games that will, how you win them, I think, hold much more merit than winning the other way. And there's no question that the last two games, uh, shutting out the Canucks in Vancouver on Saturday and this, Declan, is how this team has to play. Mm-hmm. Like, this is their, again, let's go back to it. They don't know their identity. <laughs> no, they do. You got to work your ass off. They got to work their ass off. I mean, Brodine tonight, brilliant. Spurgeon made some great plays. Brodine, I fear, hurt his hand, though. He blocked that shot towards the end there with the Oilers on a power play. In, in fact, let's talk about that. But first, I, I want to tell you about the official bar of oh, Sports Dad. Sports right. Dad has, has a sports bar. And if you don't know, it, it is Park Tavern in St. Louis Park, located on Louisiana, Louisiana Avenue South. Excuse me. Uh, it is a great place for an event if you have a, a group a fantasy league draft, a birthday. In fact, guys, you know what? If you're planning a party, let's say it's your wife's birthday. You know what? Be a star. Be be the hero of the house by contacting the Park Tavern and making reservations. Um, they are open Christmas Eve. They are open Christmas Day. They are open New Year's Day. Guess what? They're open 365 days a year. So if you're like, you know what? Let's get out and do some bowling. I'm tired of being home. Park Tavern is the place for you. 952-929-6810 if you want to make reservations, or I can make it even simpler for you, parktavern.net, parktavern.net. Again, Park Tavern, the official sports bar of Sports Dad, located in St. Louis Park, Louisiana Avenue South. Check it out. It is a, a great time. Also, by the way, as I'm you know sipping on a little late-night cocktail here with from my friends at Lake Ridge Liquors in Vadness Heights in, in the North Metro, right off 694 and Rice Street, they have a great 40-foot-long whiskey wall. Jed, I was in there for 20 minutes just looking up and down that whiskey Shocking. wall. I, I know that that is very surprising to you. I'm a bourbon guy, but then I saw the Irish whiskey. I saw the mm-hmm. other plenty more whiskey. I sound like Stone Cold Steve Austin here. There was tequila and more beer and whiskey and vodka. Uh, there was plenty of options at Lake Ridge Liquors, which you can get uh, at 694 and Rice Street. Mention Score North, too, by the way. they got a rewards program for guys like Judd and I who go to the liquor store a lot. You like a good rewards program. They'll count you five bucks on your next visit. Go to Lake Ridge Liquors for your uh, holiday shopping needs. Outstanding stuff. All right. Uh, the Oilers tonight on the power play were one of five. This is a power play that is scary. They also had a power play, I think, for the last 51 seconds of th- this game. And uh, Dean Everson in this post-game press conference was asked how confident he was about killing off that uh, that brief power play or penalty kill for the Wild. And he said, I was scared as heck. We were all scared. Um, he also said he wasn't upset with the actual call. He was very upset. Uh, but he said the call on Zuccarello didn't upset him. What upset him was they weren't enforcing that type of call all night long. And now they did. Um, but I really thought that that was the the ability to kill off a power play or power plays plural that involves McDavid, Drysaddle. I can go down the entire oh, yeah. line. Uh, I mean that that power play when it's clicking is Harlem Globetrotters like it, it's bang 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 super impressive. Uh, so I guess if, if I had to start with one thing as a team tonight, the wild penalty kill 
really looked good. Yeah, special teams was big tonight. Look, when you're going against McDavid and Dreisaitl, um, and yeah, McDavid seemed a little off tonight. Missed some passes here. Um, Passed the net Darnell a few Nurse times. Yeah, and Brodine helped break that that play up. But yeah, yeah, he didn't. He wasn't as sharp. But so I don't know if you uh, saw the viral clip that went out of this tonight. You might have saw it on Twitter. But Jordan Greenway and Nurse kind of chirped back and forth, yeah. and was a hot mic on uh, on Bally's and said, "I believe you make nine mil to not do bleep," is what Greenway yeah. said. Yeah, Daniel Nurse, which I which I love the energy for. Um, so I, I love that chippiness. But yes, the special teams was was big tonight. They needed that. Um, I did not love the challenge from Dean tonight. I want to bring that up. Yes, I I, I just thought that was he explained a, it useless. and okay he explained it and basically admitted he screwed up. So okay, All he right. said they got a memo from the league a few weeks back um, that that type of play lived up to the billing of being a challengeable play. Because although Flurry had recovered, it was still part of the act. Um, and the guy had started, um, the player had started with his skate in the crease and so, or in, in the blue. And so basically they thought that, that that lived up to challenging from what the memo had said. Gotcha. But, then he, but then he also said, you need to be 1,000% sure. And we weren't. Um, I hated that challenge. Now, if that challenge comes against a bad team, I'd be like, okay, caution to the wind, probably not going sure. to cost you. And the Wild got extremely fortunate that it didn't cost them. Uh, but against this team and this power play, I'm with you completely. That play, that that's a coaching error. You cannot challenge that play. Yeah, no, not it's at all. Way too close to me. Yeah, I thought that was just a and with with a as good of a power play that is Edmonton, you yes. can't be putting yourself behind the eight ball there. And Dean had said that. Dean basically Good. said we okay. can't be in – well, this morning at the uh, skate, he, he said we can't be in the box. And then he put his team in the box. Yeah, he did. you got to uh, be careful there. Yeah, I thought that was pretty silly. Uh, hey, by the way, hit the subscribe button for two for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. This is Judd's Hockey Show on Score North. We're Judd Zolget and myself. I'm Declan Goff. We break down Minnesota Wild content. So hit the subscribe button for uh, Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. Go over to Purple Daily 2 for Daily Minnesota uh, Vikings entertainment as well as seven days a week, 365 days a year, Vikings content. This is the first time you're discovering us. Thank you. Hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. We're also of course on Apple, Spotify uh, and score North. I thought Mark Andre Fleury night, although not called upon, I think just 20 saves in the win. And especially obviously in the last 60 seconds, that's, yep. that's kind of goaltending in a nutshell, right? Like you don't, you're not going to, sometimes you need your goalie to stand on his head for sure. And, and make some big time saves, face a lot of shots tonight, not a ton. Uh, but he was still able to make the key saves. And that last 60 seconds, as Dean said, I mean, people are sitting at the edge of their seat. The nerves kick in a little bit. And my goodness, do I feel a lot better in those situations when Marc-Andre Fleury is in that? Whether he's up there in age or maybe even past the true prime of Marc-Andre Fleury, I mm-hmm. feel a lot better that Marc-Andre Fleury is in that than someone else. Um, absolutely. And guess what, too? So, so this went hand-in-hand, hand too, because... He played well when called upon, and and the defense played well to to make his life not as difficult as it could be against a team like the Oilers are decks, but they didn't get the Oilers didn't get their first shot. They were stuck on nine shots in the second period until the ten fifty seven mark. So like again, when you're going against this team, which which. I, they don't go deep. It's weird. The Oilers don't go deep, but their top end guys are are some of the best in the entire world, if not the best. Um, when you can keep them off 
basically to the sides and on the perimeter and not get getting shots. Uh, that's huge. And that, and that is what you're saying about that's what felt like sort of a playoff atmosphere or a playoff game yeah. was that the wild was doing a magnificent job of doing everything that Dean Everson wants them to do and playing a, a game, which I'll grant you this. It's not a simple game. It's a hard game because you are working your butt off, but that is what this team can do in the last two games. They've done that. And what I don't think we've seen, which is great, is we haven't seen those lulls, right? Because, like, they'll play good periods. It's not like this team didn't play good periods. But it feels like the last two games, they definitely are are willing to put in the work. And for the most part, guys are playing smart. And if you're going to get that to your to your earlier discussion topic of, like, how good can – this team be if they're going to play like that consistently they can be pretty damn good like i don't think they're a great team but i think that they can be a very solid playoff team uh but until we see that consistently they are probably a fringe team you know Mm -hmm. fringe playoff team and that's and that's why you gotta absolutely take advantage here coming up i saw a comment that i had on the youtube screen you know they have detroit coming up they have chicago um, is it Arizona to finish the Ottawa. on Sunday? Ottawa, 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 which is probably actually yep. the toughest of those three. Yeah, um, they're a mess. But it's a pretty good schedule right y- now. You should, at the bare minimum, you know, take four points over these next three games. You know, at, at the bare minimum, you know, you, you could potentially get all six um, with three more games left in this homestand. But you you got to make some hay here. I mean, look, look at the Stars and Jets at this point. So the, the Stars have been great. Ottinger has been phenomenal for them. Um, the stars and jets both have 37 points and the jets have done that by the way, in 27 games, the wild have 32 points in 28 games, but the stars, um, both the stars and jets have a five point lead on the wild with Minnesota playing 28 games and the jets and stars playing 27, 29 respectively. So, um, things start to distance a little bit themselves here, right? Like the wild are five points clear of the predators, um, which is great. And the coyotes and Blackhawks are awful. So that's, th- there's some distance here, uh, but you'd love to build some cushion and you'd like to build most importantly, because you know, ebbs and flows of a hockey season, just some belief, right? Like just some belief of how good this wild team can be, which is the yes. question I was trying to figure out when I posed it to you yesterday on Sunday was how good can this wild team be? I just don't know how good they can be. And you got to take advantage here. Like they, they had a soft schedule to start their season. And I would say they didn't live up to their expectation. They didn't take advantage of that this time here at home where they haven't been great this season. They have no, they absolutely have. They're improving right now, but yes, they, they were, they, uh, they, I think they're only like two or three defeats at at home away from the entire amount of defeats that they had at the X last season. So that's a problem. As far as this homestand goes, I think with the three teams left, um, it's, it goes Detroit's the toughest team. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken right now, they're at 32 points. Uh, the Senators are next because the Blackhawks are woeful again. And and what you have to do is not take them lightly. Uh, but I think if the Wilds are willing to play like they did tonight consistently for entire games, that that's this team. Because you know what? They're probably not going to be skilled enough to to pull a lot of games out with with their skill. Kaprizov yeah. is, but they don't have the depth of skill. And, and look, I mean, that's where the the uh, subtraction of Fiala is huge. But I think if you get Boldy going, that helps. But Boldy is Boldy's sort of a star who still has to work hard. 
Fiala was rare because he just would go on these heaters, right? I and it. I don't know that I, I ever considered that he worked hard consistently. He definitely did at times. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think what we have seen in the last six periods and what we saw tonight is the blueprint. And I guess the question is this. Are you willing to expend that type of energy for an entire game consistently? Because they'll win games if they are. If they're not, they're going to go back to being the team that we saw before this, which is, yeah, they'll take some leads, they'll get some points, but they won't be consistently a threat. Hey, by the way, some uh, college hockey uh, notes here. Obviously, we are the home of the University of St. Thomas. And if you want to see some uh, St. Thomas men's hockey, uh, they're playing Ferris State this Friday and Saturday. Uh, you go to tommysports.com, buy your tickets, just five bucks. Five bucks gets you into college Academy, hockey. Right? No, 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 St. University. University no, no, of St. Thomas. No, no, no. I believe they play at oh, St. Yes. Thomas Academy. That, yes. That's their rank. Uh, they, they've been Sorry. looking for a, for a new one for a long time now. But yes, they yes. Have, they okay. they are, they're looking for a, a new arena. But yes, you can go watch. I knew we didn't State. carry high, high school. By I, the way, high school hockey is great, and high school hockey is great. And I, about, as a St. Cloud grad, Ferris State uh, gets my blood boiling when they upset my Huskies uh, about six seven years ago as a 15 seed. Basically, they're a long time program. Yeah, they they've they've played some spoilers. So if you want to watch some UST hockey, uh, get 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 your tickets now. Five bucks. TommySports.com uh, to go buy five those bucks? tickets. Just five bucks. And if you don't want, if you know, if oh maybe gosh, if you're not cool. able to go, I should say you can listen to it on fifteen hundred AM here in the Twin Cities on fifteen hundred ESPN. Uh, you can go listen to that call as well. So go get your tickets if you want to go see some uh, college hockey this weekend. Final thoughts? Uh, just a big boy win, man. A big uh, a big boy win. Uh, you got some revenge against the fast team. To your point, the Oilers are very, very top heavy. Uh, McDavid, Drysidle, McD- uh, Mc- you know they they got Nugent Hopkins. And, yeah, I mean, love R and H, man. Go ahead, love and talk R&H. about your man crush. I love R. Uh, my guy, Adrian, Adrian, our guy, AJ Fredrickson, who helps us out too behind the scenes at Score North, says, "I feel like Ryan Nugent Hopkins been playing for the Oilers since like 2003, and he has been there since he was an 18 year old, like 10 years ago. Like he has logged 10 Peter seasons Gretzky, there." Right? Yeah, he's been there forever. I mean, he's, he's been there with Gretzky. With uh, been, yeah, exactly. He's been yeah, he's been with just about everyone it seems. Um, but yes, it, it was an impressive win. Yeah, impressive win. I think Ryan Smith. I looked it up. Was it Ryan Smith that was with the Oilers for a long time? Yes. He he came back to the Oilers. I yeah, looked he went this to up. the Avalanche for a while. Yeah, he was a good player. In fact, he he was on, if I'm not mistaken, the team that was a Stanley Cup finalist in '06. Um, he might've been drafted in 2000 or no, 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 no. He was drafted. No, I looked this up, John. I looked this up the other day. He was drafted in 1994. Okay. And he was teammates with R&H his last few years when he came back to Edmonton, who was drafted in like 2011. So yes, it feels like he's been there forever. And I would do, I would, I would love if R&H got to the wild. I've been saying it for six years. You've tried that trade before. It didn't go over very well. All right. We're done. All right. take, take, take us home. Hit the subscribe button again for uh, daily Minnesota sports entertainment right here. This is Judd's Hockey Show. Go check out Lake Ridge Liquors. Go stop also at Park Tavern. Park Tavern. Great spot. Maybe run into Sports Dad. Buy I'll him be a beer. the corner of the bar. Sports Dad's I don't, there I, all I the time. I can't guarantee that Judd will buy you a beer, uh, but you can at least cheers your, a beer. Yep. Oh, talk I'll about the glasses, wild. And if you buy me one, I'm not going to turn it down. Absolutely. I bought me beer last week. I love it. I was very, I was very here. Tops. It was very nice. All right. This is Judd's Hockey Show. We'll be back uh, later this week. Pass shoot score. You know, there's no room for petty bull. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plug Door Chris Howard. University of Michigan QB JJ McCarthy makes bold predictions but doesn't fulfill them. And Ohio State kicker Noah Ruggles misses an opportunity to etch his name in Buckeye lore. Fans love their teams and the players. That is, until they don't. 
When it comes to finger pointing, you'll find no greater antagonist than the fan. Why? Because it means more to them, or so they believe. As a former player, nothing angers me more than armchair charters accusing the teams of overlooking opponents or blaming players for providing bulletin board material. But leading up to the game, the fan is the one talking the most, boasting the most. When the team is winning, it's a lot of we talk. But when the team loses, it turns into they lost. You will never know what those moments feel like because you didn't put in the work to earn those feelings from those moments. That's the great thing about being part of a team. You win as a team, you lose as a team. We cry, we console our brother, we don't point the finger, we go back to work, back to the early morning workouts, the hill sprints, back to the bloody noses and broken bones. Why? Because it really means more to us. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? Not just bikes. We also make a rower. Have you ever tried to row? Too hard. Not with Form Assist. It actually teaches you how to row. So it doesn't matter if you're a first-time rower or a seasoned pro. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Row risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.